chapter two, the chapters project. The idea is to add a chapter and then send it on. Here are the rules. Read what has been written, write the next chapter. Don't worry about the style or choices of the person that came before you. Just do what makes you laugh. Then choose someone else and send it on to them to write the next chapter. And don't forget to CC me, I'm keeping track of it. But I will not read it until we read it live every week on the chapters project podcast. Welcome back, Chapter Projects fans. I am Rebecca Sage Allen, and I'm here with Katie Nonson. Hey, y'all. And Martin Garcia. Hooey! <laughs> you know, I kind of made fun of you for saying y'all, and you said I'll never give up y'all. And it's uh-huh. kind of become my new go-to word if you're trying to be gender nonspecific when, when addressing a group of people. It's perfect. Yeah. But then I feel like I'm a poser. Why? Well, because, not to brag, but I did live in Atlanta, Georgia from ages two to four. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like it's natural for, I, and the Southern accent comes very natural for me. And I think maybe it's because I was like learning how to talk a lot during that time that I lived in the South. But um, I feel like, I feel like if I start going around saying y'all, it's, it's disingenuous. Can I do it? Give me permission. I think you have full permission. It's, uh, I think y'all is a, um, is now in the vernacular. I don't think it's specific. I don't know. To me, Northerners make it a specific thing more than mm. it actually being a specific thing. So you don't even think about it. Nope. I say y'all all the time. It's a, it's a great word. It is so useful. Yeah. I've been saying it for the exact same reasons, Rebecca. And and I, 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 I'm on that journey of like, oh man, like I'm, I'm such a northerner and, but then it's like, let's change with the times folks. And that it just feels, <laughs> it feels good and it feels better. And I'm not, I'm glad you said that Martin, because I, I think that's probably right. It's probably people in the North making a bigger deal about it. Like thinking that the Southern thing than people in the South. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and also what a great contribution from traditionally red states to have y'all be used for non-gender specific purposes. Oh my gosh. Yes. The South is so woke and I did not even realize it. Yeah, right there you the go. <laughs> they have been woke for a really long, a long time. time yes. Wow. All right. Well, all of our Southern friends out there, y'all hit us up on Instagram, okay? At the Chapters Project Podcast. See, this is what happens to me. I just go to say y'all, and suddenly I'm just like this for the whole time. Well, I don't do that, but. (laughs) Rebecca, I never knew that you spent a couple years in Atlanta. Do you remember? I did not either. You have memories of it? I do. I have very specific memories of it. I, my my dad, his job transferred him down there. So we lived there and I, I have really, I get, you know, what's crazy. It's my first memories. Cause I moved from the Philadelphia area, just right around two to Atlanta. And um, so that's really where my first, the things I can remember come from that house and my first nursery school was there, like my preschool. So yeah, those are my first memories. That's sweet. I think Atlanta is awesome. I've only been there a handful of times, but every time I'm there, I really like it. Yeah, it's a great place. I, I know a lot of actors have uh, mm-hmm. moved there, doing quite well. 
Yeah. Y'all in yeah. Atlanta, <laughs> hit us up on Instagram at the Chapters Project Podcast. Y'all in Atlanta, become friends with us on Instagram. <laughs> um, all right. Well, great. Well, that's going to be my word because I, I also, I, I'm around children a lot, so I'll say friends. Hey, friends. Oh. Um, but I've gotten into the that, habit too. That's creepy. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear something super creepy this little kid said to me recently because sure. i had a mask on a lot and i took it took it off this tiny kid goes hey i like your mouth <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think i knew what he was trying to say like oh i haven't seen that part of your face there it is. Uh, yeah, 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 that's what all the guys say. Look <laughs> <laughs> your mouth. Oh, <laughs> so cute. And it was very slow and deliberate. Oh boy. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Keep an eye on that kid. Oh boy. Um, I can't. I I could go into so many stories. I'm not gonna do it right now. Um, well, we are so happy you're here um joining us talking to us last episode was epic it yep. was epic it was so fun we got to an island where a benefactor was supporting these ex-convicts and we could not figure out why someone with all this money would <laughs> buy an <laughs> island in rowing distance of a <laughs> prison <laughs> and create this amazing theatrical world there to put on productions but then you know what we found out why it was mr bamsey yep. and not only mr bamsey but the entirety of veronica's high school not even just her graduating class right i think it was her entire high school they all wanted revenge on her for some reason the girl is controversial. My gosh. And they had kidnapped her son and he was dangling from the from the stage. That's where we left off. Oh, and um her hand was lost in the boat ride, right? In the water. Yeah. So the sea or the or the lake or whatever it was that they were that they were on. I need a map. I need to like I know, I know this it's like when they uh when they create the the, the world for Game of Thrones, that map at the yeah. beginning. Oh yes, that's <laughs> what I need. <laughs> um yeah, because I don't even know if there's not been nothing established about what state they're in this time or anything like nope. that, right? Nope. No, and no real clues. No. Mm. Other than a prison on the water which could be, you know, Alcatraz no. <laughs> or you know, it's been, it's been decommissioned, but sure. 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 Only Veronica's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Convicts go there. Mr. B What's his name? Mr. Baxby. Bax Bamsey. Bamsey. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bamsey uh, bought Alcatraz. Yes, exactly. Um, Breakers Island isn't actually an island, right? Is it? Right. Is island, an island? I don't know. Well, last time I was there. Oh, hot nice. stuff, Martin. <laughs> I'm going to look up and see if Rikers Island is an island. It is an island. It's an island. You look so freaky right now. What is happening? Look at yourself. Look at your eyeballs. Becca is Googling something, and her screen is making her look like her teeth and her eye, the, eye, the white of her eyes look neon, and it's awesome. Oh, I know what it is. What? 
I know what it is. I hosted, <laughs> okay, I hosted a, um, we, I'm part of the Burbank Eco Council, and we had a big virtual trash and show on Friday night on Zoom, ah. and I hosted it, and I had a Zoom background that was the trash and show, but I don't have my green screen up. So oh. Oh, that's so funny. All right, so I need to. Um, well, who cares? My background. Yeah, who fine. cares? It, uh, it was just. It was just funny. You look like your like the whites of your eyes were really white and your teeth were really white. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So I still have that background. That was a very. It was very successful. I will say, by the way. And we're. Oh, doing good. A, Congratulations. A, thank you so Congrats. much. We're doing a live show Friday night with all the winners, and people are going to come show off their trash outfits. It's going to be amazing. Tell us what that means. Uh, so a trash and show is when you show off garments made of trash. So it can't be things that it can't be just found objects or random objects. You know, it has to be stuff that like a chip bag or um, like popsicle sticks, but not that you went out and bought that you actually use the popsicles and then had the sticks. Yes. So stuff that would end up in the landfill, you create um, accessories or, or, or pieces of clothing with it, and then you walk the runway. All right, so Rikers Island is an island. Um, so who knows? Maybe this is where this is taking place. Um, but I am really excited to see what is going to happen next. Does she know? Does she know her son has been taken? Does she know these convicts escaped? Does she, is she with her piece of shit cheap husband? What's going on? Yeah. Well, we're going to have to find out. Okay. Well, let's get to it. All right. This week's chapter was written by Ellis Stonebeck, another new to the crew writer. And uh, we're going to get to interview him and learn more about him on The Extras this week. So please definitely come back on Wednesday and listen to that because we don't know him and we can't wait to get to know him. All right, so I'm going to read this week. Here we go. The Chapters Project presents Chapter Eight. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh, the font. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear listener, just a reminder we don't read this before. All right, here we go. Again, Chapter Eight. 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 Around the area where Veronica had socked him with her prosthetic right hand immediately after reading the contents of that folder. Her thoughts were interrupted by a soft, high-pitched beep as the device in her hand printed out a small slip of paper. She tore it off and placed it on the windshield of the parked car in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm picturing like a James Bond worthy. <laughs> I see what's going on here. Oh, and that's why he got punched in the face. All right. Yep. Detective Veronica Incognito busted down to a meter maid? The most sexist and degrading of all jobs. The words snarled through her thoughts. Captain Enriquez had earned that damn black eye. One good thing about this cheap prosthetic on her right arm was that even though it could only charitably be described as hand-shaped, it was the <laughs> densest, most durable, heavy-duty plastic she had ever seen. And over the years, she had become quite proficient at wielding it. The plastic was apparently surplus stock left over from some defunct military contractor. Oh. When they had tried 
to sell the material as a cheaper alternative to traditional munitions, the story went. Army brass had been quite surprised when their new plastic bullets plummeted almost immediately to the ground before even reaching their targets. <laughs> That's heavy. The company had then tried to sell the plastic as body armor, but received complaints that the material was, quote, not breathable enough. Not that it needed to be more porous, but that it was quite literally impossible to breathe while wearing it. Listen, Veronica, Enriquez had said to her on that morning as she'd tried furiously to light the folder in her hand on fire with just her glare. The molecules of the paper stubbornly refusing to combust. I just need to keep things quiet and in budget until the mayor passes these cuts. If you go off the rails one more time, it could be the end of us all. This is for the good of the pre-son of a bitch. Ah! <laughs> that last part was where she'd hit him. Was this the price of being the best detective in the city? She recalled the saying, it's lonely at the top. Well, it had been lonely at the bottom too, damn it. All those years as a child, alone, her father unresponsive and her mother too busy. All those years alone as she worked at being good at her job. Uh, looking back, the times when she felt most alive were when she had been on the stage, in Mr. Bamsey's productions, or when she was on a case trying to bag a mark. Yes, when she had a role to play, an audience to enrapture, that was when she truly felt like the platonic ideal of Veronica Incognito. <laughs> Life's so much easier when I'm given a role to play for someone else, she found herself thinking. No, Veronica Incognito would not allow her mind to wander into the dark, murky waters of introspection. That was for people of weaker wills than she. Her mind was a steel trap, damn you, a steel trap, ready to spring on any unsuspecting, wandering thoughts. She had everything a person could want. If there was ever any void in her life, well, then it was an easy task to fill it up with something, anything, pick a thing. A job, a husband, a fuckload of kids, a bunch of dogs. <laughs> I love fuckload of kids. <laughs> we have no clue, do we? <laughs> yeah. Yes, others quavered with jealousy at the life that Veronica Incognito had made for herself. It was at that moment that she realized that she had run her prosthetic hand furiously through the hood of a parked car. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Odd. She didn't remember doing that. Her steel trap of a mind had been too focused on how much of a steel trap it was. <laughs> hey, well, she proved it. <laughs> this was where her job-mandated anger management coach would tell her that she needed to learn to love herself for herself, to which Veronica would punch him in his smug word goblin of a mouth. <laughs> of course, she loved herself for herself. Didn't he know how funny she was? Mr. Bamsey had thought so. Yes, that was talked about in like I know the early chapters about how she I was know. so funny and she always thought she was so funny. I love it. Okay, that hasn't been brought back yet. That's awesome. <laughs> and what good was love anyway? It was always what got people in trouble. Just ask Zavi Reynolds where it had gotten him or her most recent love-struck goon, Stump. Stump? 
Yes, a stamp. <laughs> love was a weakness, obviously. And to love oneself? Well, that was the biggest weakness of all, clearly. Aww. Check and mate world. Veronica Incognito has got you by the ass again. Besides, if she ever <laughs> did start to feel a creeping darkness at the periphery of her being, well, then that's what all of the city-funded spa days were for. If it helped her do her job, and her job, of course, was to be the best detective in the whole city, then clearly it was taxpayer dollars well spent. Ah, yes, her job. She withdrew her prosthetic hand from the hole in the front of the car. Not a dent on that heavy-duty plastic, of course. Almost exactly the opposite could be said for the vehicle, however. She frowned at the newly ventilated hood. She took out her foul ticket-spewing device, beeped out a new strip of paper, and placed it under the windshield wipers. She frowned again. She withdrew the ticket, fumbled in her pocket for a pen, wrote, Hole in car fine on the slip of paper, <laughs> then replaced it under the wipers. <laughs> Veronica turned and walked down the lonely street, crowded with judging stares of empty cars. A beep-beeping caught her off guard. She looked down, glaring expectantly at the bedeviled ticketing machine she had been forced to carry, a labor of Sisyphusian magnitude. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh, Sisyphian! Mm -hmm. Sisyphus! Greek! Never say. Greek! <laughs> Parage, Greek! <laughs> Veronica was surprised to learn that the beeping was not from the ticketing machine. It was instead from her cellular phone. Hello, she said, answering her phone. Veronica Incognito, as everyone knew, lived life on the edge. And part of living life on the edge was never looking at caller ID. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, said a voice practically choking on fear. Veronica recognized it immediately. It was Billiam, one of her son David's most cowardly friends. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of her, one, one of the most cowardly. Apparently, his guess, most of his friends are cowards, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. They all wanted to go bungee jumping. Um, I know, but apparently. Mark had allowed David to spend a few days at Billiam's since David had been so angry at not being allowed to go bungee jumping. Mark hadn't asked Veronica, of course. Mark! Always so eager to be the cool parent. How many lovers had Mark sent to jail? How many hands had Mark lost? The answer, of course, was zero. The least cool number of all. <laughs> Hello, Billiam, you coward, Veronica said. <laughs> she had a way with children. <laughs> it must be because of how funny she was, she thought to herself. Uh, hi, Detective Incognito. You, you haven't seen David around at all, have you? Veronica's eyes narrowed, and she whipped her head around, scanning the street for any kind of target for the accusing glare she had building up inside of her. He was with you, she said, as she drilled her gaze straight into the side-view mirror of an unsuspecting Buick. Oh, well, um, <clears throat> you see, we were in the park yesterday, and uh, some suspicious-looking men and women dressed in black said that there was a Fortnite tournament happening downtown, and David really, really wanted to go, and they said they could give him a ride, and... You let my son get into a stranger's car? 
Veronica interrupted, the stammering child on the other end, as her glare moved upward, boring into the Buick's driver's side window. At least tell me you gave him a gun before he left. Uh, Miss uh, Incognito, I I'm 13. I can't even drive. <laughs> Billiam uselessly bawled. It's okay, <laughs> Veronica said in what would she, would she would describe as her most soothing voice. I just don't trust you to ever, ever be responsible for my family's safety now or at any possible point in the future. Her gaze softened, nearly imperceptibly so. If you were very, very close... You would almost swear you could hear the sound of the Buick settling in reverse. Sorry, let me say that again. <laughs> you would almost swear you could hear the sound of the Buick settling in relief. Billiam sniffled on the other end. I haven't seen him since yesterday, and I'm really scared. They said the tournament was downtown at some place called Slummy Joe's down by the docks. <laughs> the Buick's car alarm suddenly went off as Veronica's gaze became fire. Detective Incognito took no notice of the distressed vehicle as she hurried off down the street. Nothing good ever came from Slummy Joe's. Not now, not ever. And if her wayward son had been lured there, that could only mean trouble. End of chapter. Yes! Woohoo! Yes! So I'm interested. First thing I'm interested in is this hand thing. If her hand is that much of a weapon, mm. I feel like that is being set up <laughs> mm -hmm. because she's, she's going to be able to do some real damage with her hand. True story. True. The funny thing about this chapters project is you can set someone in the future up. Sure, of course. Totally miss it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and she has this fuckload of kids, but I think we've only ever met the one, right? Yeah, we just met him last week. Yeah, that's right. Well, remember we had kind of the same issue with the first go around, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> where yeah. we were like, we were like just kids, <laughs> and then it was like. <laughs> And then, yeah. like, eventually, like, what, around chapter 11 or 12, someone was like, these yeah, are the kids' kids. names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there they all are. Yeah, all they're all deep I liked ah. this one because we found out a lot about her personality. We, like, we, don't, we didn't know too much about her personality. We knew how she was reacting to things a little bit or how people perceived her, but we didn't know about how she perceived herself as much or how she behaved in the world. Yes, that was a deep dive into her brain thoughts. And I really like it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that she's been de demoted to meter maid. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good setup. Definitely. And obviously sexist, though it never really occurred to me. Meet well, maid. you don't really have meet like technically meter maids anymore, but that's what they I used know. to call them back in the day. And it was always women that did it. It was the lady job. Yeah, that was the lady job of, of cops. Uh, what was it? Uh, someone was talking to me the other day about astronomers. And back in the day, like not, uh, not like the 1500s, not Galileo or anything like that, but more like the 1800s that uh, there were a lot of female astronomers, but they weren't allowed to look through the telescope. Are they you? were only allowed, they were only allowed to write the findings of the person looking through the telescope, which was always a man. Oh, shit. oh my god it's so yeah. absurd 
Yeah. We are yeah. going to find out what happens next week. Our author next week, this is weird. Is our author this week with uh, Ella Stoneback? Our author next week is Robert Stoneback. I mean, what are the I wonder if they're related. No. Double Stonebacks? <laughs> I love out. it. We're going to find out because uh, listen on Wednesday. We will talk to the author. We will find out everything about uh him and his thoughts on on this on the chapter on the world of art on um gosh guys on the word y'all um <laughs> and so please join us and if you have a minute just come to instagram we have some stuff up there you might find it interesting or funny or just you're curious we're thirsty we're incredibly thirsty oh my God we are we're part we're instagram thirsty guys <laughs> all right thanks so come much come put us. something on our instagram <laughs> now <laughs> I, we'll talk about you on the podcast if you do it <laughs> yeah if you do if you put, yeah we for sure will okay can't wait can't wait to see what you write all right love all right. you guys see you okay, later. love you, bye. Love you too bye bye velociraptors Oh, 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 o